Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Allo Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? I'm ready for sex with Jaya. In this exciting show, I'll be answering your questions about sex, health, wellness, and pleasure. Have an embarrassing question about sex? Have you had a mysterious experience that you'd like to get to the bottom of? Do you you have any mysterious experiences? There's this thing between my legs. (laughs) Called a penis? Mm. I just don't know what to do with it. (laughs) Well, you'll hear from listeners as they write in with their most intimate questions about sexuality. Andy Love and I, of course, you know, we're always goofing around, but we'll be here giving some great uncensored answers to these most private questions. Be sure to listen or call in today as we get to the bottom of some strange sex. Strange sex. I don't even think it's that strange, though. Just, when you get down to it, none of it's all that strange. Yeah. Just if people who are honest with themselves, how kind of out there we all are with our fantasies and yeah. the kind of stuff going on day to day. Like we were just, uh, D-Love took me on this great date last week uh, to the museum here, the Getty Museum, and we listened to a lecture on Aphrodite and her naughty son Eros. Mm. And, you know, the Greeks, they had bonded scenes, boy-boy scenes. They had Hermaphrodite, who was this voluptuous, gorgeous, amazing woman by the back. And then you walk around the statue and... She got big schlong. She got something between her legs. (laughs) It was uncircumcised, too. Oh, yeah. Of course you noticed that. (laughs) You were looking very closely. I was just like, oh, it's a penis. (laughs) And, you know, so I keep going back to, like, what's the big deal about sex? Exactly. Really, why are we so charged? We've been doing this for a long time. Well, and just it's like... Why do we not know about it by now? About sex? Yeah, like, why don't we have any education about it by now? I don't know. The the Protestants and the Roman God should go there, right? Yeah, and we're not going to blame anybody but ourselves. Let's learn about sex. Let's learn about sex. Let's, let's, let's keep it on the positive tip. Okay. All right. First, it's disclaimer time. The content presented on the show is for informational purposes only. The following information has not been evaluated by the U.S. FDA. The information and the products discussed on the show are not in any way medical advice. They're not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease, disorder, or disability. Action should not be taken based solely on this informational content before making changes to your diet, your your lifestyle, your sex life, 
please consult your physician, your naturopathic doctor, and perhaps your partner. <laughs> your own your own body. Use this informational content. Using this informational content without first consulting your health professional is your right as a human being. And my guests and I assume no responsibility. Please do not apply the ideas and suggestions you hear on the show if you are not willing to assume this risk. Something embarrassing happened, um, D Love, which you may know about, but uh the whole Joe Biden thing. What did he do now? Well, I guess there was some Roosevelt quote about something in a big stick. Oh, yeah. It was Walk softly and carry a big stick. Right. Yeah. Well, he has there's this video that's running around now. He was doing a speech, I guess, yesterday or someday. Uh, I don't keep up on the politics thing, but he's like, he's like, walk softly, but have a big stick. And he's like, our president has a big stick. I know it. He has a big stick. Oh, no. and everybody started laughing and he just kept like going on, mm-hmm. like really passionate about his, about big, his big stick, stick speech. <laughs> that's a pretty embarrassing moment, I think. I uh, think he didn't even realize. Like, he didn't. No. No. Joe Biden is known for saying embarrassing things. Yes. He was a risky guy to have as vice president. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that he actually made the slip and said he's got a big dick. No, no. But- he was alluding to <laughs> Obama's big stick. Well, I mean, Obama probably does have a big stick. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Michelle Obama seems pretty happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, maybe she's happy. Yeah, she seems like it. Yeah. Okay, well, on to our questions. All right, so I have a question here from a man about kissing. He says, I'm writing to ask you for some advice. Like, you don't have enough of that, right? Well, I do get a lot of questions mm-hmm. from people asking for my advice. My situation is a bit unique. I'm married, been together for 15 years, never been with another woman, sexually and kissing. So he's only been kissing the same woman for 15 years. I wrote for advice about the kissing. Apparently, I'm not the best kisser, so I've been recently told. I would like to figure out how to become a better kisser. I want to learn, but I don't think my wife wants to teach me. So how do you learn to kiss without kissing tons of girls in your teens? How do you learn to kiss when your wife doesn't really think that practicing on her is a turn-on? Are there professionals, not hookers, that could help with this? <laughs> Are there sex surrogates who could just teach me kissing techniques? I think kissing is like dancing. I need someone to teach me a few moves, help me practice them, and evaluate my techniques so I can improve. I want to knock my wife's socks off and a few other clothes off when I kiss her again. Mm. Oh, oh, I love good. that. Uh, any thoughts or advice? Okay. Well, I agree. I think the best learning comes somatically. I think that it comes from actually like doing it, getting feedback from somebody, exactly like you said. And yes, there are sex surrogates. I would say, you know, talk to your wife, say just what you said. Like, I really want to knock your socks off with this kissing thing. How would you feel if I went to a professional? You know, (laughs) how would you feel if I went to a professional who could teach me so then I could come home? It's not like cheating. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like we're agreeing to do this thing, have a conversation with her. You don't want to teach me. So I have to learn somehow. Mm -hmm. And I think getting that feedback from another woman is really important. However, Every woman wants different things. Yeah. And we all like different things. Like D Love has this whole kissing technique thing that I you know, I don't know. D Love D Love doing this on air. It's funny, I was wondering about this last night. You were yeah. Because mm-hmm. I have a totally different way that I love to be kissed. And D Love has a way that he loves to be kissed. So I kiss the way he loves to be kissed because I know that he likes it. But I don't necessarily I'm not that Which all that part into of it. it. We kiss the whole, all sorts like, of different ways. I know. The whole like open mouth find the tongue kiss 
You don't like that. It's not that I don't like it. You it's like just the not tongue jammed favorite. down your throat kiss. <laughs> I like the tongue jammed <laughs> down my throat kiss, which a lot of women don't like. So, so here's the deal. You know, it's like you have to find out. Well, what does she like? Yeah. So I was she at least just, has to communicate. Yeah, what I was going to question the, what that means that she doesn't want to teach him. Right. So there's the game. The the game of like. Trying something and saying, "Do you like that? Does that feel good?" That, that never works because then they always say yes. What? Well, if you if you're like here, mm, <clears throat> do you like that? It's like women feel obligated to say yes. We don't want that responsibility. We also have the whole like you have to read our minds thing, ladies. We got to stop doing that. We don't want to have to tell our guy what to do. Well, you don't want to have to, but you want to be satisfied. But if right? we want to be satisfied, we got to start communicating. So. Mm. The better way to go about it is if you're kissing her, it's like, would you like more pressure? Well, yes, that's where I was headed towards. Want, okay. but, I mean, that's part of the game right. of like, it, there's a style of kiss. So he could jam his tongue down her throat like you like. And he could say, <laughs> yeah, I <call> it. <laughs> as a general technique. And then he could say, well, do you like it really jammed down your throat? Or do you like it just a little halfway in your mouth jammed down your throat? Depends on my arousal level. <laughs> right. We're complicated, guys. Yeah. So, so first off, I'd say yes. Mix, okay, there so are I, sex therapists. People, I got to go back. Okay, we do wait. a lot of the jamming of the, the tongue down the throat because I know that you like that. So we uh-huh. have that play as uh-huh. well. Oh, he's standing up for himself. I am. Are you getting really defensive? <laughs> and and uh, you know, and and uh, the thing that was running through my head last night, I was curious of, of like because I do a lot of the anticipatory kind of thing, like. There's no tongues involved. There's no we're, lips touching. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we're like I, I hovering that. in front of each mm-hmm. other and not, you know. See, I like the contrast. We're not even touching to to jam that thing down, down, down there. <laughs> Make me gag on your tongue. Uh, the thing that the thing that I I don't I'm I I can really get into having my tongue in her mouth and I'm starting to change the other way. But I really didn't like the tongue jammed in my mouth kind of thing. But now I'm. Warming up to that, but it also depends on my level of you arousal. Level of arousal. When yeah. you're more aroused, it's like foreplay for the mouth. You don't want to just jam the tongue down there without right. a little foreplay. Yeah, that is one thing uh, that you wit- that I witness in movies and and uh, entertainment stuff. Sometimes they'll go probably because they're trying to prove that the couple's intimate or something. They'll go right to these tongue kiss, like deep tongue kiss kind of things. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, oh man. Yeah, I have a hard time believing movie kisses. Yeah. Yeah. There was no warm up there. There was no time, space. Right, right. I hear a lot of women say, I want him to breathe me in. Hmm. And I think you're good at that. I was doing that last night. You were lot. doing that last night. You guys are getting all the details. Yeah. Um, so, Ken, do you think, cause if she doesn't really want to give you, give this gentleman feedback as mm-hmm. they go, plus it's a harder thing to do when you're kissing to begin Well, let's feedback. model it. Okay. Okay, D-Love, I just told you I don't like that. I'm not so particular to that open mouth, find the tongue kiss. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't like the way you kiss, D-Love. Really? You don't like the way I kiss? (laughs) Is there any way about the way that I kiss that you like? Um, I like the anticipatory piece. Mm, Okay. And uh, what's the part that you don't like? I I don't like the, like open mouth for a long time. Like if I'm just sitting there, it feels like my jaw is stuck in a position. Mm. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what to do then. Like, am I supposed to start to find your tongue? Are you finding my tongue? 
How, what, <laughs> what are the tongues doing in this open mouth? And then I start salivating mm-hmm. and then I get uncomfortable, but I guess I can't swallow because I got to keep it anyway. It gets, <laughs> it gets, you know, like distracting so from the, the pleasure because is, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Is it the length of time your mouth is open? I think it might be the length of time my mouth is open. So, cause it's just a really weird way to kiss. Like I've never seen anyone kiss like that. That's cause it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And unique and and entertaining. Yes. Okay. So uh, when... so so just like the way we were just communicating, you know. I mean, we're laughing and joking and sort of playing facetious because I really actually do like the way that D Love kisses for the most part. But for the um, most part, yeah. We have we have one minute to finish up this question. What? Yeah, I know that fast. That went wow. really really fast. Wow. Hey, let's kiss. Let's kiss. Mm. Okay, but they don't want to hear us kissing. Kiss. They don't want to hear us kissing. No. They want to. They want to hear how to how solve to get a this. Good kiss. So one sex surrogate. That's like if your wife is okay with that, then I highly recommend finding someone you feel comfortable with, and they're they're really comfortable with guiding you and kissing you. Because if you get somebody who's really good, they can say, you know, oh well, let's try this. Let's and and I practice the back of the hand. I mean, you can kind of feel on the back of your hand yes. what feels good, you know, if you're rubbing your lips, if, if it's too wet and smushy. But I would say the laws of touch, of good touch, apply with kissing as well. So you could look to the Red Hot Touch series and the Erogenous Zone series. RedHotTouch.com. RedHotTouch.com. And all of those things in terms of how much pressure, how the distance, um, tempo, timing, all sorts of things to play with. To if she really doesn't want to tell you, then you're gonna to have to start reading her body language, mm-hmm. like what's opening her up, what does she feel good. But I feel like she's gonna be open to giving you some more clues if you're if you're telling her, look, I really mm-hmm. want to knock your socks off, mm-hmm. but I need to know what you like. Right, right, what you specifically like. Because the hooker every- I went to last night, she loved this. <laughs> <laughs> And also just a little preview in January of 2013, I have an oral book coming out and there's a whole section on kissing in that book. And uh, maybe when we return for break, I'll, I'll read one of the techniques or something. I'll give one of the techniques to you. All right. We have to go to break though. Okay. More sex with Jai when we return. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Allocadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya 
world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Hello, Kadabra. I'm doing a hypnosis technique on you, love. I'm getting all wet. <laughs> Just thinking about alacadabra. That's the hypnosis. Yeah, we used it last night, didn't we? We did. We should have used more. We should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a whole story. It's a whole other thing. All right. We, we just From now on, we're just going to use a bottle of alacadabra <laughs> every time we make love. <laughs> uh, it's just tangentially. I There was a thing I heard on the radio today. Somebody was talking about... So questions they'll they'll ask Siri, you know, the uh, uh-huh. iPhone thing. And one of the things they said was like, what happens if I swallow too much lube, Siri? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a question for today. It depends on the lube. If it's alocadabra, Yeah, then you're okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's no problems. Uh, alocadabra.com. Check it out. Jaya for coupon code. It's J-A-I-Y-A for 20% off. Okay, I promised a kissing technique. So just a few tips. You know, maybe your kissing has to do with her, your breath. Oh. Because always do a breath check. Mm-hmm. And if your breath is bad, you know, I'm, I'm into colonics these days. Yeah, I was going to say, if you <laughs> got halitosis, you got to go get colonics for <laughs> like 10 weeks straight from this one particular guy in Los Angeles. <laughs> and so it's expensive. Yeah. Don't get slobbery. Too fast. Mm-hmm. Too slobbery. Too fast. Blah. I don't like it all wet and slobbery, but some people but do. Some do. So, you know, I mean, check in. Um, use your body. I think that that's a big one people forget. It's like they kiss with like their butt stuck out and like just their lips connected. It's like get your bodies connected mm-hmm. too. And kissing is not always about kissing on the lips. Right. Anywhere, all over the body. All over the body, up on the neck, kissing on the cheeks. Sideways kissing is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. We've upside down kissed, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. That's a Kama Sutra whole thing. I like that. The bottom lip and the top lip mean different things. Uh, There's all kinds of stuff. Whole bunch of reflexology, even on the face and erectile tissue on the face. Kissing's amazing. But, you know, if your partner doesn't like it, that could be an embarrassing problem. Well. So here's a little technique. Sweet butterfly kisses leading to the lips. Like start on her forehead and just little sweet little like mm-hmm. light little tiny kisses go down her face forehead down to her cheeks and then across her lips but you don't linger there too long then maybe you go back you know down her neck make her want it 
Exactly. The anticipation is such a big deal. And then here's one that D-Love nails. I have to give you kudos now because... Because you trashed my ass. <laughs> I trashed your open ago. mouth jaw lock. Jaw, <laughs> um, sure, there's no lock jaw. <laughs> up against a wall. So this one's really good when you want to take charge and like deeply arouse her. Um, it can make some women sense danger, but you're married. You've been married for 15 years. So I think that this is okay. Now I had it done wrong to me once and I've had it done really right to me once by D love. The right was really by you D love. Mm. And the wrong was like somebody I didn't really know very well. And we're kind of in the middle of like a businessy kind of conversation. And he was eating like peanut butter pretzels or oh. something really bad. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he like grabbed me, and the wall was like really far away from us, so it was a long like sort of like pushing me back forever up against the wall, and then and then the kiss came, and it seemed like peanut butter pretzels, and so it was just this like kind of wrong, but kind of hot because I kind of liked the person, but it was kind of like a mess. Mm. But when D Love did it. We were very close to the wall, so the push against the wall to the kiss, his breath was fine, and he said, it's going to be a little different tonight. Mm. And it was the first time he'd kind of, like, taken control, mm. whereas before it had been kind of this mutual sort of, and I'd been doing, my mouth starts watering, salivating really hard when I talk about <laughs> kissing. Or was it the peanut butter pretzels? <laughs> it was the peanut butter pretzels. But, you know, it's like we had also been flirting around for weeks. It wasn't just like this was our first kiss. It mm -hmm. was like this was something that you – anyway. Okay, enough time on the kissing. I hope that that helps you. No, more. More about me and how more, awesome I More am. about the love and how, how awesome he is at kissing. Okay, so this next question, embarrassing question. Hi, my question is about masturbation. Sort of embarrassing, but the only way I can masturbate is by rubbing my penis through my underwear. Can you suggest any new methods? Okay, so I have two questions for this writer. Which one would be, is it that you just don't know other ways to masturbate? Or is it that you can't reach ejaculation through other methods? Like, mm. have you tried any other methods and it just seems like you can't do it that the, way? The, my guess is like it's a deep erotic map. Is that what you call them? They're, yeah, like it's the trajectory to orgasm. It's maybe the, the way this person learned to ejaculate and masturbate was through their clothes because they were trying to keep it secret when they were a teenager. So right. they kept it real quiet. So there's the taboo of like mm -hmm. getting caught. And, and it's that first thing. Like that's how you do it. That's how you did it for years. I love to touch penises through underwear. Just makes me think of that anyway. Yeah. Was well, this a male or female? Um. Oh, it doesn't say. Hmm. So it could be either. Yeah. Um. And I'm assuming they must have tried other methods and they're just not succeeding. Uh-huh. So... I think it's a man. Yeah. Okay. It's a man. Well, when you get into that, it's probably a thing of wanting to have... You get into playing with long-term self-pleasure rituals. Mm -hmm. Find other love, places. You've learned a lot from me. Yes. You're starting to talk like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spend a lot of time, you know, not doing that version and finding out other things and ways to touch yourself that arouse you, turn you on, taking time and breathing. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also ways to map that consciousness onto uh, that, the, the thoughts that come up around this onto touching yourself in other ways. Mm -hmm. So you could be playing with the thought that you're, be, you're touching yourself through your underwear while you're actually touching yourself in other places. Right, right. So that gets to a piece that I often say with this issue if it is an issue I, you know it's only an issue if it's an issue um I, I don't find it embarrassing 
you no. know, that you're masturbating or that you're using your underwear. I mean, people masturbate all different kinds of ways. So let's just get that off the table. Two, you know, I've admitted this before. I had a masturbation issue because I masturbated the same way for 15 years and got in a rut, which the rut becomes a grave eventually. But it's my fast trajectory to an orgasm. I know exactly how I can get there, but it started causing some biomechanical problems in my body, meaning my one leg grew longer than my, not grew longer, but my hip was out of kilter. So it gets longer and then I get knee pain and blah, blah, blah. It's like tennis elbow. <laughs> I have masturbation knee. <laughs> and so. And this guy might be going through a lot of underwear. Yeah. Maybe he's, go- maybe it's an issue. So if it's an issue, then, you know, the the way that I had to learn how to do it, and I still have trouble, I still have trouble not just wanting to go for my trajectory. I want to go into my pattern. And, but, but the way that I learned to do it was to use the pattern first. So maybe you start with your underwear on mm. and you get yourself close and then you take your underwear off and kind of do what D loves doing, saying like, imagine that you still have your underwear on, like let your mind feel like you still have your underwear on, but you've taken it off. Mm. Um, you know, and then eventually you start backing off from that, you know, kind of getting rid of the crutch every time until you can reach orgasm in a different way. Um, and know that there are many, many different kinds of orgasms. I think too, there's this trajectory to this one kind of orgasm. Men can have many different kinds of orgasms and you can orgasm without ejaculation. And then I'd start wiring other parts of your body. Maybe you use your other hand. Just mm-hmm. change little things. Like maybe use your other hand. Maybe use your both hands. Maybe use one hand on your nipples while you're playing with your penis. Maybe use one hand on your anus while you're playing with your penis. Like it's all good, people. <laughs> <laughs> but to do it, to make a practice, a conscious practice that you're going to do this and um, make it a ritual. You know, if you usually spend five minutes masturbating with your underwear on, make it a two-hour session and notice every little thing. Give yourself a big massage and massage your big thing. Uh, and if you want to see good techniques uh joseph kramer has dvds mindful masturbation for men um there's the uranus one i also you know if you watch any of the penis massage techniques on the red hot touch um genital massage for men you can use any of those on yourself Mm. so redhottouch.com okay um this leads us into the next question which is also about masturbation I have a question. I was wondering if masturbating every day is normal. I was brought up to believe that masturbating or even touching oneself is dirty. I do this every day if I can. I also wanted to know that when I look at women, all I look is is their ass. Is that wrong? Okay, so there's a lot of moral is it wrong Mm, stuff going on here. So first, the masturbation thing I think we just covered, you know, all this stuff about it's dirty, it's wrong. It's not dirty. It's not wrong. It's actually perfectly natural and normal. Doing it every day, you know, of course, I would go into... Well, are you ejaculating every day? Because that might be a little draining on your system. If it's not, then it doesn't matter. If it's working for you, it's all good. Like, no shame. It's okay. You're allowed to touch yourself. You're allowed to masturbate. We've been taught all this, like, bad, wrong, bad, wrong, bad, wrong, bad, wrong, bad, wrong, bad, wrong stuff. Unless you're masturbating with mud, that's dirty. (laughs) Yeah, because you're masturbating with dirt. (laughs) But it's not dirty in the bad, shameful sense. (laughs) Otherwise, none of it's dirty. (laughs) Yes. So I'll just let you breathe a sigh of relief. It's okay to masturbate every day. And let me tell you, I see people who masturbate 10 times a day. I see people who masturbate once in their entire lives. There's a whole spectrum of what people are doing. And everybody wants to know, am I normal? Well, if it works for you, it's fine. And we're all like, there are lots of people who are masturbating. Works for you and doesn't cause harm harm to to anybody else. Um, You know, there are people I know who are masturbating 10 times a day and that's what works for them. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. They can still function and have a job and do things, but if it starts getting in the way of your work, 
then, then you might have an something issue. you got to pull back from yeah, the edge. Yeah, you got to masturbate five times a day instead of ten. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right, the ass thing. Women looking at women's ass. Okay, so I love this story. I think D Love and I both heard this story about the 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 woman who was oh oh no, we have to go to break. Is it a long story? Yes. Okay. Yes. We'll, okay. we'll tell the story so after So we'll the tell break. the story after break about, uh, you know, is it wrong to look at women's asses? Well, he thinks it's the, it's only the ass, and I love the ass. Yeah, hip. you're an ass man. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the whole, and sometimes like, guys are just waistline, and it's like it can become an obsession, and it's a beautiful obsession. Asses are it, beautiful. Love what you love. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a story, you know, because there is a biochemical reason why men look at women the way that they do. Yes. Something called testosterone. Yes. But I have this great oh, story. Oh, I know the one you're you, talking about. You know about. the story. Yeah. Okay. So when we come back, we'll tell the story. Everybody will leave the it story, at that cliff, story the Story time on Sex with Jaya when we return. <laughs> yes, I will put on my story time cap. And we will all have a story about testosterone. Yes. Get your cup of tea. Get a cup of tea during break. Your cookies. We'll have story time about testosterone <laughs> and looking at women's asses and breasts. Yes. So More. lovely. Sex with Jaya. When we return. When we return. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. 
To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Welcome back, kitties, for story time on Sex with Jaya. <laughs> Pull up your chair, grab your cookies, cuddle up, and relax. And here's Jaya. Okay, so here's the story. <laughs> um, so there was a woman who was becoming a man and getting a transsexual, transgender Trans- change. Yes. And In transition. She, she was telling a story about how she would be on the subway reading a book. As a woman. As a woman. And she'd see another woman, a, a hot woman reading a book, and she'd be like, her brain would go, oh, that's interesting. Like, what What's is she reading? What's the book about? Like, what's she about? And would ask her a question like, oh, that's an interesting book. What are you reading? When she started taking testosterone, she was walking down the street in New York and a woman walked by who was hot and she was in her head going, don't turn around and look at her breasts. Don't turn around and look at her breasts. Don't turn around and look at her breasts. <laughs> and she did. She turned around. Well, she was he turning into turning he at this he. point, but turn around to look at the breast and right. looked at the ass. You know, it's like testosterone drives you. Yes. To look at those parts. To analyze of the, body. the woman as a, is this somebody that I want to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> is this someone I want to put my seed in? This is the whole other topic of I just don't think women get most women don't get how driven men are internally by this sex thing and by visual stimuli. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, there's research, psychology research that proves that men are visually stimulated. Yes. I mean, it's, it's in your brain. That's why the you know preponderance of men are interested in porn, visual imagery. Mm-hmm. Women like stories more in porn. They like the narrative. They tend to watch longer when they watch a porn because if it has story and narrative. Mm-hmm. The visual or pounding of sex isn't going to turn them on as much. Not all women are that way. Right. And not all men are this way either. So that might be a balance of testosterone and estrogen. Right. But the whole, but like one on a general note to all the women out there, I think the world would be such a better place if women did a lot more to really understand instead of demonize what this male sexuality, because it's, you know. He's looking at my ass. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I have an awesome ass. We can't help it. We can, but it really takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Don't look at her ass. Don't, Don't look at her ass. ass. Don't, Don't look, look at her ass. Her... Oh, shit. I just looked at her ass. Yeah. But they also want to know you, too. Yeah. So, So to this guy, I would say, you know what? You're biochemically wired to look at her ass. If you're an ass man, that's your visual turn on. You're going to look. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, I'd say, and... Find out about the person attached to the ass. <laughs> right. If you like the ass, find out about the person attached to it. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough said about that. Next question. Is it normal to pass gas during sex or orgasm? No. <laughs> Never <know>. do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very embarrassing one. I would say this is very embarrassing for me. Mm. You've done it. I had a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've had a... <laughs> I had a... But this is my first experience with it, and it was kind of hard to like take in. It's <laughs> not going to be like, oh, that. But the whole pussy farts thing, queefs, queefs. Yes, I had I had a girlfriend who had massive pussy farts, <laughs> and I prefer the term queef. Everyone. Queefs, yes, and it, it was just kind of shocking because like 
I, we had sort of like a pounding sex session and then I wasn't inside of her. I had pulled out and, uh, I think maybe I was giving her oral. <laughs> and then all of a sudden and then, the and air I, came and I'm sort out. of pushing on her, you know, like arousing her through pushing on her, Lower abdomen. her mons or whatever the mm-hmm. thing is called. And, and, then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> <laughs> was she totally embarrassed? I think she's just a little embarrassed, Yeah, but she'd be experienced it before. I would be embarrassed even if I was with you and it happened now. Like, I mean, <laughs> these sounds coming out of our bodies are embarrassing. This you leads know? me to, well, I'll tell it quickly. Okay. I was in a uh, sleeper car traveling from Berlin to Prague. And I was in this sleeper car with like five Chinese people. Mm-hmm. And it was getting really late. So it was bedtime. They didn't speak a word of English. I was the only other person in that car that wasn't Chinese. So I climbed up early to the very top bunk and I started to go to sleep. And late, moments later, they all climb into their um, their little bunks. And within a few minutes, all of a sudden, this, this like little fireworks show of farts starts going off. Like, Thanks to the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> and, there were, and like for Americans, if that was going on, there'd be they'd giggling, giggling, there'd be harassing. Oh my God, man. Oh, dude, dude get him. That kind of shit. And uh, there was nothing. Like no commentary, not a giggle. Well, maybe it's just normal. It is culturally. See, this is it's the not thing. Like, like like I if it, my lover does it now. Granted, I would be embarrassed, but if my lover does it, I say thank you for relaxing. Yes, thank you for relaxing in front of me mm-hmm. because really, I mean that's something I learned from sexological bodywork training was we all just say thank you for relaxing when someone passes gas during their sexological bodywork session or whatever yeah. because you're you start relaxing. So yes, it's normal. Because you start relaxing, you mm-hmm. go into different parts of your nervous system. Your body starts kind of going in that relaxing, relaxation. Sphincters open up. Sphincters open. You know, you're pressing on parts of the body where gas is held in the intestines, and you know, the penis is doing a right angle thing inside the vagina. It even kind of hits the intestines, mm-hmm. and it can move things. Yes. So even other things besides gas. Yes. <laughs> now fecal incontinence—that's a whole other story. <laughs> but um, you know, your sphincter should hold that in. But but you know. It's, I would say there's appropriate times and not appropriate times. Like if your partner is going down on you and you pass gas, well, <laughs> I don't know. I think that might be a turnoff. Yeah. You know, I mean, in our culture, it's a turnoff, especially if it's smelly. And if you slip, you're going to just apologize. <laughs> laugh. Yeah, laugh. Laugh and be like, oh my gosh, you know I'm what? so sorry. It's embarrassing. Yes. Let's clear the room. But it is normal. Yes. And normal to happen during orgasm, especially if you're a female ejaculator. Mm. Because the push out, yeah, all you're that pushing out, and, you know, you're yeah. releasing. So I don't know. Celebrate, celebrate the gaseousness, the flatulence when it's, it happens. It's a long, it's been a long journey of getting comfortable with the body juices and sounds and liquids for me with yeah. sex and sensuality. Have and, I ever farted during sex? Yes. I have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh goodness, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> okay. It happens to all of us, even sex educators. See? All right. <laughs> Um, all right. Next question. Does my vagina look ugly? Is it, it's not normal. How do I know if I'm different from everyone else? So this is, this yeah. is a big, you know, you're probably comparing yourself to, uh, See, love, I want you to go get a book. All right. It's right over there on my bookshelf. It's called heart of the flower. It's right over there in the corner. It's a hardbound copy white on the edge right there in that shelf. Yep. There we go. All right. I just want you to open up any page in that in that book, and I want you to describe to me what you see. So, so I just this is a big passion of mine. All right, what do you see? Well, I definitely see a vagina, um, a vulva. A vulva. I have to correct him because yeah, everyone says vagina, and vagina is right. just the hole. <clears throat> well, I do see a vagina. Okay, right you see a vagina. <laughs> All right. 
um, with a urethra, and it's quite a pronounced. Looks like it's. Where's the urethra? Isn't that? No, that's the head of the clit. See, okay, see, all right. That's the head. That's the clitoral hood. Clitoral hood. Yes, um, what we're looking at there. Uh, I mean, it looks like a a swollen vulva, uh-huh. like it's aroused. But okay. uh, I don't know if that's the case, or it's just very bulbous. Okay, so flip, flip to another page. What do you see here? Um, another vulva. This one looks like kind of what I'm used to. Okay, well, what are you used to? Smaller labia. Um, then this is probably what a lot of women compare themselves to. So you're so, looking at one that looks like it's what they compare to. It's shaved. Shaved, smaller labia. Um, the folds are You can't all see the inner labia. Symmet- I mean, outer labia are smaller. The, the It's all symmetrical, pretty much. Okay, so this is maybe like a porn vagina, a vulva. Okay, next page. No. Go the other way. Yeah. That is a G spot right there. Did you know that? No. Yep. Wow. Um, anyway, so we're looking at a book called Heart of the Flower. This woman, Cynthia, is 48 and she's had two children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're seeing. Let's find a more out of. Less the- outer labia, more of a clitoris, larger inner labia that sort of look like flowerish. Mm-hmm. Her G spot is very pronounced. You can see it. It pushes out of her and this is that's what? the ps spot hmm. so hers is all sort of pushing She's out very you know that like this is pushing her, this down is aroused, and this is pushing in right? yeah aroused okay. you should have busted this book out the other day you know we've got we've now got here's... different colors now here this looks like someone who has a dark color even though it's a white-skinned person mm-hmm. very dark color and she has various uh I guess that's labial folds. Is that right? So, so my point here is, is that all this is this person's twenty-seven, and they sort of protrude, and they sort of look like uh, cauliflower um, heads, sort of. Mm-hmm. So, so my point here is, is that every single person is different. Look, lots of hair mm-hmm. here, and look, look, look how all the labia look differently. I don't know if you've ever seen this book, D Love. I have. Look at how pretty that is. We know I mean, that's like book. total pet flower petal. Looks mm-hmm. like looks like the Virgin Mary. Okay, look at that. Big. Oh my gosh, completely different. Fifty-seven, one child. Okay, so so what we're describing here is that that we're all different. Vulvas are as different as snowflakes. Yes, it's your little snowflake. And sometimes your inner labia are bigger. Sometimes they're like cauliflower buds. Sometimes they're thin. And they all change based on your arousal level. So you can look at yourself not aroused and look your at yourself age, aroused. you've had children. When you have children, things change. And I don't want this to be like an excuse. Like I get women who are like, oh, I don't want to have a vaginal birth because it's going to mess up my vulva. It's going to mess up my vagina. It could mess it up anyway. Even, you even if you have a C-section. I'm telling you, girls, just having being pregnant. Let's get rid of the phrase mess it up. It will, yeah, it will, it will change. change. There's Evolve. a difference. Some, some, for some women, that change is amazing. Like yes. all of a sudden, they're more full, they're more orgasmic. It varies, but uh, based on women, so um, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. So I just want to point out that vaginal surgery and getting a Stepford vagina is not necessarily the way to go because that can cause pain. And Stepford vagina doesn't necessarily mean the most pleasurable vagina. Yes, vulva. And if you have a partner who's shaming you about the look of your vulva, then Either they got to learn how to treat you differently or you got to get a new partner. Get them these books. I mean, petals, because most people are looking at porn vaginas, vulvas. Bleached. Like saying vagina, vulva. Bleached slash anuses. Vulva. Bleached anuses. Often I mean, reconstructed. 
Bulbas. There's collagen being injected into G spots these days. There's labia being snipped. There's, I mean, we got to stop this stuff. It drives me crazy. I mean, granted, if if you have something wrong, like a torn labia or something like that, then yes, then then yes. And if it's something that absolutely has been detrimental to you in your life and it psychologically is damaging, then yeah, I'd say talk to me. But yes, <laughs> um, you know, but. There's all different kinds of vulvas, vaginas, labia, clitorises. There's there's even huge clitorises. I have a friend of mine in here who has a very large clit. We'll find her during break. All right, we have to go to a break. But I just want you to know that we're all different. You are normal. You are not ugly. You're beautiful. And I love all of your vulvas. Happy little snowflake vulvas. More Sex with Jaya when we return. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra. The first bursting lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Kadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Looking for some great techniques to improve your sex life? Be sure to check out RedHotTouch.com for my DVD series and books. Okay, next question. Can you tell me exactly what an orgasm is? I'm not sure if I've had one since I don't know what an orgasm feels like. This is a good question. I think a lot of women ask this question about, you know, am I having orgasms? I don't know. Um, I think that we have a big disconnect between our head and our body. I think that a lot of times women are experiencing orgasms, but they don't know how to connect it because for one thing, they can't even see their, 
vulva, vagina. Like when they're being touched down there, they don't know what it feels like in their head. Like, what are they, what is my partner touching? I mean, I still have sometimes de-loved and I go, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. What are you touching? What mm-hmm. is that? Because, because we don't have an association necessarily between what's going on down there and what's going on in our heads. So you have to first make that really intense connection between the body and the mind. And one way to do that is mapping. I highly recommend doing that, having your partner go around and like, I'm at the 12 o'clock position, I'm doing circles or I'm doing windshield wipers or I'm doing pressure. What, you know, what do you like best or how does it feel on a scale of one to five? Those kinds of different ways of mapping. There's lots of different ways to do mapping. You reminded me, it's the scale. It's like, as opposed to, do you like that? Which is the yes or no answer. It's the scale. Right. On a scale of one to five, how's this working for you? Right. And it could change on any given day. Yeah. But that connection, just having a connection between, oh, that's what my G-spot feels like. That's what it feels like when he strokes on my G-spot. Or that's what happens when she, you know, is going back and forth on my G-spot. Whatever that is, that that motion mixed with that pressure, mixed with the area, can help you get that mind-body connection. And then... The other thing is to feel when your body starts having muscular contractions. So that's one way to tell when you're having an orgasm mm-hmm. is that you you literally have a mechanical muscular contraction that squeezes around. That's only one kind of orgasm. There's so many different kinds of orgasms. I think a lot more people are having orgasms than they think. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think a lot more women are having, you know, vaginal orgasms, but they just don't know it because what we've been taught by Cosmo and everybody else is it's mind blowing, hair pulling, bed screeching, eyes rolling in the back of the head, toes curling thing. Yes. When it can be very subtle. And if your bed is screeching, you might be having a hallucinatory orgasm. <laughs> Did I say bed screeching? <laughs> yes. Something like that. Um, but, you know, I can have vaginal orgasms that are just these really subtle little pulses. Hmm. And that's an orgasm, but it's not. I got I'm a not screeching. Guy. I got I got a good guys because I got a woman who's got a like a range of like uh, the the Eskimos have thirty three words for snow or something. Jaya's got like five hundred words for orgasm. <laughs> it's like oh, I just had an orgasm. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just had another one. Awesome. <laughs> you can come now, honey. I've already had twenty. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> But he doesn't necessarily know that I'm having them no. because it's not, not like you you see in porn. I mean, that's what everybody thinks. It's like I should be having that. Well, you'll experience. have you will have ones that I know that you're having, you right? Know, where you got the oh, oh, the Harry Met Sally moment, <laughs> <laughs> and you will have one. You know, like I, I'm pretty sensitive to like thinking. Okay, well, that was probably an orgasm. That was probably an orgasm, mm-hmm. but it's not the ones where you're like you know. Your breath totally changes. changes. But that can also be, I mean, even with a subtle orgasm, it could be one deep breath. You know, it's like she takes one just really lovely, deep, nice, relaxed breath. Mm -hmm. And some women hold their breath. So you have to know what you're doing and know what's going on in your body. So paying attention to your body first and foremost. And then secondly, knowing that there's a wide range. It's like a piano scale. You know, you don't want to just play one note all the time. There are orgasms all up and down the keyboard mm-hmm. and it's learning how to pay attention to and tune into what's happening in your body. Um, you know, I have a client who he's like, I swear my girlfriend's having orgasms. She's writhing. She's screaming. She, but she swears she's not. Mm. And it's like, well, they all look different. And most likely from what I'm hearing, it sounds like she is having an orgasm, but she doesn't know or doesn't want to admit that she's having an orgasm. Right. Cause sometimes there's shame around like, Oh, I just had pleasure. You know, so there's all kinds of different things there. Um, all right. I want to get to this next question because we only have a few minutes to close. And it's um, 
Oh, I have two, but let me do this one really quick. If I have a cold sore, can I give it to my partner herpes by hor- having oral sex? Yes, you can have, you can give your partner herpes by having oral sex. So no, no sex. If you have a cold sore, no sex, no oral sex, especially because membranes, the membranes, especially if you have an active lesion, you're going to spread it. So no spreading of herpes hmm. off limits. Okay. If I'm pregnant, can intercourse hurt my baby? Can I still have sex during pregnancy? Okay, first thing, check with your doctor. Doctor, 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 doctor. Remember well, that disclaimer, yes. disclaimer at the beginning. Um, Some you know, if you're high risk for, for miscarriage in the first trimester, that may not be a good idea. But I have to say, what's your definition of sex? Mm. Does that just mean intercourse? Because I want you to stay connected with your partner throughout your entire pregnancy. Have a video on this. I, we have to go because it's getting so close. So I'm going to throw this out there. Central massage for pregnancy. And that's D-Love and I. We stayed connected during our pregnancy, even though I was like vomiting my guts up every two seconds. It's so <laughs> sexy. Um, I was so sick during my pregnancy, but it was really important for me to, for us to stay connected. You know, so we found ways to touch. We found ways to do oral. We found ways to do other things that weren't intercourse necessarily. We did have intercourse. And we did have intercourse all the way up to the time I went into labor that, that caused the labor. Set it off. So just to know that, you know, as, as long as your doctor gives you okay, you don't have any issues with your cervix and your, the integrity of your cervix and all that kind of stuff. Sex during pregnancy is totally okay. You're not going to bash the baby, nothing like that. I mean, your cervix is closed. Until you start dilating, you're fine. Until your water breaks, you're, you're pretty much okay. So you're not banging the baby. Actually, you're bathing the baby in lots of feel-good hormones like yes. oxytocin. There is somebody out there who says that it's bad for the baby, like some kind of contractions and something or another. But I really, really disagree with him. And I've talked to a number of other experts and they say, no, it's, it's totally okay. You're actually bathing. You're, you're massaging the baby from your uterine contractions and you're giving the baby lots of oxygen because you're pumping more blood and you're actually bathing them in lots of feel good hormones. So, and, and once the baby comes, you're not going to get as much sex. So live it up <laughs> while you're there. Your libido will change too. So your second trimester. probably through the roof you're, while you're pregnant with your Second, child, so. second trimester because um, of hormones and it depends on if you have a boy or girl. And I would say if your doctor just has a knee jerk response of like, oh, don't have sex while you're pregnant. That's not good then question your doctor. If they're not giving you a reason, like yeah. you're high risk for miscarriage or your cervical integrity is you know, out. Question whatever. them and get a second opinion because that might just be coming from some kind of uh, bad information they have right. or some kind of moral code that's not your moral code. Right, 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 right. Okay. We did a lot of questions. We did. Yeah. And we Good had job, a lot of fun. love we talked about farts and <laughs> vomiting. And we had story time. We had story time. Maybe well, story time should be part of every show. Do you love liked it so much? He wants to have story time. All right. Well, beginning of next show, we'll just like get your blankies ready. Blankies and, and your cookies. tea and your cookies. It's story time on <laughs> Sex with Jaya. All right. For more fun like we've had today, visit my site, sexisyou.com. More great information like you've heard on the show. I've greatly enjoyed sex with Jaya. Have you? I've greatly enjoyed sex with Jaya too. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, Make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. 
Thanks again for joining us. 